This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher, back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Pre-season is well underway as we've just four weeks until the first game of the season. We'll be talking about Saturday's somewhat on the face of it underwhelming nil-nil draw against Alfreton uh, as well as giving our thoughts on the pre-season recruitment so far and obviously discussing you know agents and stuff we generally don't get to uh, get to know about a little bit later on. I'm James Mappin this week uh, I've got my partner in crime uh, fresh or should I say not, not so, so fresh, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> from a night on the tiles it's uh it's liam russell liam mate you're right yeah i'm all right mate a little bit uh fragile shall we say yeah where did you uh where did you try to new it bar, was the, yeah so it's uh neep social club and canteen it's called nice little plug there so um, uh, get yourself down so yeah my pal uh dan who's stagged over on in amsterdam it's his oh, new yeah. uh He's managing there, so yeah, it was good. It's uh, still got a couple of bits to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie to you. I went last Saturday. Oh yeah, what to help him out? Like? Well, just to, it, it, Dan had left some at my house, so I went and took it for him. And I thought I didn't tell him because I thought I'm not going to. I thought no chance that you're going to be open next week. I was like, <laughs> absolutely no chance. So they done really well, to be fair. Um, yeah, good little place. Whereabouts is it again? Kellum, Kellum Island. Kellum, yeah, next to. Uh, where they do peddler when they sh- when it's short, it just looks like a warehouse, doesn't it? I've yeah, yeah, it's a warehouse. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So good. it's good though, good space. Um, so they have to put in dartboards and stuff in. It's oh, like, bloody hell! You'll be there every single. I know, mate. Every I'll night. be moving in, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just just before we get going, just uh, totally off topic, but I don't know about you, but went went to the supermarket, needed some shower gel, and I. I only buy the stuff that's a quid. Like I'm not whatever's on offer. Yeah, like you don't pay full. It's like settees, isn't it? You never pay full price for a sofa, do you? You never pay full price for for shower gel. But I don't know if you've tried that mint and tea tree oil shower gel. <laughs> oh mate, mate, like 
now then, I've put, I've, you know, you're just washing yourself in the shower. Steady on. Don't want any, like, you know, any visions or all like that. <laughs> but uh, if you wash it in every regions and what have you. And it should come with a warning on that bottle, honestly. Because if you leave it on for too long, Jesus Christ. Like, mate, like, I've got out of the shower and I'm like, what the fucking hell is that? Like, it's like a... A gust of wind, like permanently on me bollocks, like from literally. Oh mate, it's like thinking it. Best thing about it, I bought bought two fucking bottles of it. <laughs> so, you have to persevere, mate. You're gonna have yeah, to persevere. I need to, uh, I need to calm down. It's like a, um, when someone puts DP in your uh, in your boxers. I've, well, I've never had that to be fair. Oh mate, so. well, I used to play rugby, so you suffer a regular occurrence, a regular. Uh, yeah, uncomfortable, is it? Yeah, it's not the best. Ah well. Uh, anyway, it's not just uh, us this week. Uh, seeing as though. You know, we talk about the Alfredton game. We thought we might as well get someone that that were there. Um, family commitments and work meant that obviously me and Liam couldn't get. So we're joined this week by Patreon member Peter Holmes. Uh, Peter, mate, how are you? you? All right. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, James. You're all right, mate. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Um, you don't use that uh, mint and tea tree um, shower gel, do you? No, I, I I used to use it when I played cricket years ago, and I think I only ever used it once, and I managed to uh, get rid of it. Yeah. By, uh, <laughs> Yeah, do you, you know, oh, hopefully, for the break. Yeah, hopefully you didn't make that same mistake. But uh, um, we're also joined by uh, Matt Brownie. You might know as uh, Football Typer on Twitter. Uh, got a lot of knowledge around the bits of football that people don't really know much about, me included on that one, uh, you know, agents and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Matt, good to have you on, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, uh, no problem. Um, now, before we get underway, um, just want to talk about, obviously, the... The news that we found out, you know, last week, Tommy Spurs' son, Rio, um, obviously Tommy and his, his wife, Chloe, found out earlier this year that Rio's suffering with, with stage four cancer. Um, I just want to add that Rio's only three years old as well. Um, a large tumour was found on his right kidney and that's since spread to his lungs. Uh, he's already had weeks of chemotherapy and a four-hour operation um, and he's got to undergo another nine hours of uh, nine months, sorry, a treatment which obviously will get getting a bit more intense, um, which includes radiotherapy on his lungs. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking to to read. I mean, I had no idea what what they're going to be going through, you know, as a, as a family. So, you know, we decided that we need to so need to do something to help. Really, uh, I mean, people have already been donating generously, and def- and at the time of recording, they've re- they've raised what twenty thousand pounds, I think it is already, which is absolutely incredible. Are the football community and, and wider communities you know pulled together to to help out um but yeah we've we've decided that you know any uh, any member that signs up to become a patron throughout the month of july we're, we're going to donate that that amount uh, to rio's fundraising so just head over to patreon.com forward slash wtid pod to sign up and as i said we'll we'll donate that uh, that money come the end of the month um yeah it's just yeah mate it's a good idea i love it i think you know, whatever we can, obviously. Um we're talking potentially trying to get a football match going just with yeah. Patreon members maybe. Um and just do what we can, can't we? It's yeah, it's, it's um, awful, isn't it? Yeah, if if I was in that situation I'd be thinking like, what do you do? Well, next? it just gives I mean? like like we were discussing when we heard the other day, weren't it? It's like you've got to well, you must have to put so much time aside and if if, you know, they can raise some money and they maybe don't have to worry about work for a little while or well, that's the thing not is, as much work then is that to, they've had to both like go the effort offs kind of thing in yeah. terms of in terms of work so so yeah i mean obviously if you just want to donate yourself then you can over get a, head over to just giving i will put a, a link in the show notes if you want to 
to donate to that cause as well. Um, so yeah, right. Let's um, let's talk about football. Um, nil nil, Liam. As I said at the top, bit of an underwhelming result. Um, do you think that's the case, or do you do you, do you not take that stance? Yeah, it's. It is what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. It I think is we'd, all like, we'd all like to have seen a few goals, wouldn't we? And whatever else. To be fair, I was very close to just jumping in car and going. To be honest, well, yeah. yeah, on Saturday, but then I, I decided against it in the end. Um, but yeah, it's it's steady away, isn't it? It's it don't, it didn't sound too uh, thrilling, let's say. But no, I mean Peter, you were there, mate. Uh, was it an underwhelming nil nil, or like I say, it's only a friendly, isn't it? Yeah, it's only a friendly. It was. Uh, I think like Jamie Smith said afterwards it was a good workout it was uh, quite a few players got well I think all the players got rid of a lot of cobwebs um, and I, I remember going to pre-season friendlies before and thinking why have we signed him and why have we done this why have we bought him and, and he didn't play so well and stuff like that but I, I didn't walk away yesterday thinking anybody had a bad game I didn't walk away thinking that was a bad mistake. He could have prevented that. It was just a good, it was just a solid workmanlike performance. And they probably were Wednesday fans that went yesterday who were thinking we're going to be 6, 7, 8, 9, 0. But uh, just the tempo it was played at, it was, it was busy. To credit to Alfreton, they did all right. They didn't do anything wrong. In, in fairness, they, had, they probably had the best clear-cut chance to score. We had, we had two or three chances that we should have scored. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe should have scored, but they they had the the one standout chance for me in the second half, and maybe they should have uh, scored. But you know, Wednesday never Wednesday never really forced it or chased it like we've seen them when they had to chase when they won when it's one one or losing one nil trying to get trying to get some back in the game. It was never that kind of game really. It was more of a a, a good workout. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there, you know, everyone got a run out. It were. A- pretty much uh, two different sides weren't it in the first half compared to yeah. the second half and we started with you know uh, Dawson um, Jay Glover Palmer Iofa Galvin Johnson Dennis Adenaran Dele Bashiru Bannon Siliso and uh, Lee Gregory up top playing uh, obviously formation was was a, a big thing you know people people saying like we might be changing formation but it were a 3-5-2 weren't it and, uh, and that's yeah, how that's it, a, yeah that it, the, the three at the back part first half Palmer, Iofa and Galvin they, they were I mean Dawson didn't have a, didn't have to do anything in the first half at all Galvin they had a couple of corners they, they, they'd got one guy who got a ridiculously long throw that tested Iofa and Palmer in the middle that's proper non-league that innit you know non-league oh, okay. long throw like that shadow get of it that. in the mixer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it was. It was a seriously, it was a seriously long throw. He could, he could easily throw it from the halfway line onto the penalty spot. We are, we are thinking about it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. what what did I mean? What did you think to to that first half like, performance? Then you know, I like I like what I've seen of Galvin. I don't, I've never seen him before. I've only heard about him. Uh, I thought Galvin looked steady. Because um, the other thing, and, the, the youth player's got a chance. I mean. Galvin, yeah. Jay Glover, he's someone that's come out of the under twenty threes. Um well, there was somebody that played in the in, in the second half as well. But it's these are plays that you've kind of forgotten about a little bit, isn't it, really? Well, I'd not I'd not heard of Glover until yesterday and then but it, I suppose he other than Gregory had a shot which the keeper put their keeper pulled a really good save off for uh, just before half time. But then 
I think it was probably after about 20, 20 minutes or so, halfway through the first half, uh, Marvin Bannon and Johnson's linked up. Johnson's uh, crossed it over from the byline. Glover's hit a really, uh, put a really nice downward header in and the keeper saved it at the near post. And it was a good save. Uh, but, you know, it's credit to the kid. Glover is, but in the right position. Uh, he was playing that Jack Hunt right wing back row, bombing on. Um, and he looked, he looked pretty steady. He couldn't, um, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't follow any of them in the first half at all. I thought, I thought Adenarin and and Fizz looked looked good. Bombing both of them attacking when they got the chance, and both I think I'm sure Adenarin ran from the six yard box with the ball to the opposition's penalty area with the ball. Went past three or four players like they weren't there, just proper steamrolling all the way through uh, to create a chance. And there was one. Absolutely, hammer hammer tackle. Delhi Bashiru. They, they haven't got advertising audience. Uh, they've got a wall with advertising audience uh, attached to them. Delhi Bashiru, seriously, it, fair, fair tackle. I think it wasn't a foul. Uh, he absolutely wiped one of their defenders out and took him into the took him into the wall. Side of the pit. You don't ex- expect anything less from from Delhi Bashiru, oh, to be honest. Rising the like. throat wall. <laughs> no. Well, that's there. <laughs> all their, all their, their, their manager and their coaching staff came steaming on the pitch as you do, and Deli Bichero just jogged away, saying, "You know what? what what's crack like? It's just a normal tap." You know. Yeah. I mean, Liam, but, like Peter just mentioned there, you know, Dennis Adenner and Deli Bichero. Do you think like th- this season? You know, obviously last season they had injuries. You know, Dennis missed pretty much most of the second half of the season. Deli Bichero, he had his injury, and then couldn't get back into the side because of the way that we were playing. I suppose in in this preseason they've. They've got it like got it to prove, haven't they? Really, yeah, like, yeah. To, because I think well, the thing is, obviously, as we as we all all kept saying, um, the midfield three picked itself, didn't it? But now, obviously, Mass has gone. Um, someone's got to fill that. Someone's got to, you know. You'd and, like and, to think it'd be Volks, wouldn't you? Really, like naturally. Yeah, yeah. For me, I completely forgot about Volks. Then, so. <laughs> it's all right, Liam. We are talking about him in a little bit later yeah, on, so you know. Just... Um, so yeah, it's. it's it is mad when you think about how many players we've got. Because you think, you'd think Byers was a given. But if he doesn't play well with a particular, or doesn't seem to find a relationship with any of the other midfielders, yeah. it might not be a given. Who knows? Yeah, um, It might be whichever partnership seems to work the best, or which we'll hopefully see over the next few pre-season games if... Uh, if they all get a run out, so yeah, Matt. I'm just bring bring you in, mate. Like, what what do you see in the like midfield? Like I said, I mentioned there about Dennis Adenaran, Dele Bashiru. They they kind of got a little bit forgotten about, didn't they, in the back end of last season, just because how well the the other three were playing. But you know, I suppose yeah, they've got you know they have got. I said not to prove, but you know, now is the time, isn't it, really, to show what they can do, really? Yeah, uh, I think it, it's always good to have options. Uh, like we were saying then about uh, Fizz's tackle. I think he's probably central midfielder offers you a bit of power in, in middle at park. So I think everyone's going to get game time. Everyone will get a chance. Uh, and I think at times, I think Darren might mix it up in terms of he might play two regular and then change the third one, depending on who we're against. Because if they're against some like big units in central midfield, they need to have that power in there. Whereas I think we buyers Bannon and Volks, I think while there might be a bit of aggression, it it is questionable whether there's, there's that power. Yeah, if it gets a bit physical, they could they yeah. could struggle a little bit, couldn't they? To yeah. be fair, 
Yeah. And I think Dennis, I think he's a good runner, good runner box to box as well. So I think he gives you probably more legs in middle at pitch as well. Yeah. So they all bring something different to the table, which I think really, I think that worked plan all along. Uh, and I, I think it will serve them well next season. Yeah, because it helps having that you know different characteristics because if you've just got a team full of the same players, you can't really yeah. change it unless it's working for you. Then all right, like you know, bringing someone yes, like to like yeah. is all right. But if you, yeah, if you're one nil down or you know things aren't working or they've sw- they've changed the game and you've got to kind of combat that, it's good to have them options. Especially yes. you know, people forget as well this season five substitutes as well, which is going to be you know whether you like it or not, it's it's here to stay, especially for this season. So I suppose we've got to kind of use that to our advantage, haven't we, Matt? Oh, definitely. I think I I, I think I can remember Fizz uh, coming off bench a few times late in games last season and maybe that again see this is thing I think like especially now with the five subs being able to be brought on it's more of a squad game yeah. than it is our strongest first 11 is uh, and I think Wednesday will build our, a good squad and then be able to mix things up like on, on the fly if they need to do you think that's uh, going to benefit us a little bit more than you like to your Cheltenhams and your you know Accringtons who are probably going to have you know not as much squad depth? This is thing I don't I don't necessarily agree with five subs, but when you Sheffield Wednesday in League One, your one at teams will benefit from it. So you've got to take what what works for you. You've got to take that, aren't you, either? Yeah, yeah that was what like the the lesser teams in the Premier League were moaning about, weren't they? When um, when it started to become a thing, and they were saying, obviously, like yeah. your, man, your Man City's, who you know, their bench should play in any any first team in top of Europe, probably. Yeah. You know, they've got the Sterling, Mares, whoever on bench, and yeah. they've got Phil you know, Foden. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Norwich have got whoever they've got on bench. Exactly. Well, that's the point, isn't it? You don't even know who they've got on the bench. Have so, you, so. yeah, it is. But for us, obviously. It's gonna, it's gonna be to our advantage. I'd it's like say. anything, you, so. you don't whinge about oh when it's uh, when it's going your way, does it? Well, <laughs> hopefully it goes our way anyway. Um, Peter, yeah, they, they, we made a lot of changes in that second half uh, at Alfreton. You know, the only player that di- that didn't go off for Dawson, you said he didn't have all to do in the first half, which is probably why oh. he stayed on for a little bit uh, in the second. Um, yeah, a whole different. Before, se- go on. Just before that, can I just? It would be remiss of me not to mention Silla Sal because you got a lot of you got a lot of. Uh, Pelters last year, and he played the first half alongside Gregory, and it wasn't that bad to be honest. Didn't really do much, but he didn't. He didn't make any cock ups. He didn't make any errors, or you know, yeah, we know he's a squad player at best for us, but he didn't look out of place. Yeah, the thing the thing is with Silaso is, unfortunately for him, there's what three players that are ahead yeah. of him. Like straight away, and and we hadn't, you know, we hadn't even entered out into the loan market yet, and I, and I could probably envisage, you know, maybe a young striker coming from a Premier League side or something like that, that you know, like Tyrese John Jules did. You know, obviously it's not going to be him because he's at Ipswich, but in that sort of ilk, um, I can probably see one of them popping in, and yeah, they'll probably go ahead of him in, the, in the pecking order. My point is, Wayne, is that I think because last season I think at start idea where that we play we like a three-pronged attack. And I think he, he's been brought in to play wide left, potentially. Yeah. I think that he's, he thinks that he's more of a striker. Uh, and I think, did he score in one of the cup games? But then I'm yeah. sure when we lost, we're at Hartlepool, we lost to our game and he played up front and he didn't offer anything. So I always get vibe that some players, they want to play striker or, or 
They're a wide player, but they want to play up front. They want to play through middle. And I think you've got a case put forward if when you play there, you put the performance in and you do business. And I think what's happened, because if you look towards back end of the season, they weren't involved in squads. And I think he's been get opportunities, but then he's not really delivered on it. Yeah. And then obviously we have got Lee Gregory and others who are in front of him. And I think that's what the issue is. Yeah, because you're right. It did last season were his chance, weren't it, really? Because the injuries that we'd had, you know, Windass being out for long term, Gregory had his injuries as well. So if anything, for a, for a striker like Silaso, who's coming to Wednesday, probably, you know, like I said, not he's probably a squad player at best and he's probably being told that, you know, I don't think, you know, it would be under no illusions that that wasn't the case. And, and yeah, you'd have, you'd have thought that he would have took it with both hands, but maybe, you know, things didn't quite, quite work out for him. And it, it's, um, the, the only problem you get is, I suppose when you get a reputation, it's very, very difficult to, to shake that reputation off. You know, you look at Morgan Fox, he only, only kind of at the back end of his time at Sheffield Wednesday, did he manage to kind of get rid of that, um, stigma that were attached to him, and it's difficult for a player to do that. And I just think, yeah, Silla, so yeah, he has got his uh, his fans out there. What do they call him? The Dutch Ronaldo, is it? Or something, something like that. I've seen them, <laughs> seen them stickers that people have uh, people have got. But uh, but yeah, I think you know, yeah, I think like you said, I think obviously they signed him with the intention of playing whatever Darren Morse will make four four two four two three one, one yeah. One. That one <laughs> as a wide player, yeah. I didn't yeah. think. I don't think. Well, I think when we signed him, was he was he not like touted as a winger rather than a well? Yeah, that's that a was striker. a joke, wasn't it? We had that many wingers, didn't we? When he's a winger who fancies himself as a number nine. That's yeah. my feeling. Because then, like you say, I think then obviously we went to the three uh, three five two, and it just just didn't see. It just didn't work, did it? Well, no, and like Top you said, he kind of. Maybe he was trying to play out a position that's probably not his strongest position, and then is he good enough? I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens this season. He might might surprise us. Well, might do, might not. Let's see. <laughs> um, anyway, second half, um, like I said, Dawson was the only one that stayed on the pitch. Uh, it was Jack Hunt, Ben Hennigan, Michael Hequa, um, Jaden Brown, uh, a kid from the um, under twenty threes again, Ag- Aguas, I think, um, yep. Byers, um, Hunt. Windass, Patterson, and then Smith. So, obviously, it was a chance, uh, well, the, the first chance that we got to see a couple of the new players, obviously in Smith, Hennigan, and Hequa. Um, Volks was on the bench. He didn't come on. Um, and Stockdale, he didn't travel. He's been given extra time off because of um, his exploits uh, with, with Wickham and whatnot. I, I'm guessing he'll be coming into training on, on Monday, I would have thought. Um Anyone, in, you know, obviously, let's talk about the the, the new signings first of all. Uh, like I said it first chance to see them. Did did they? Obviously, no, we didn't get a goal, but did they, well, any of them impress you at all? First things first, Anigan is like a man mountain. He's massive. <laughs> I wait oh. until that M word came out. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a prize for that. Twenty four minutes in. No, he is is huge. He's got a bit. I don't know what you come on. You're a stat man, James. He's got to be six six, has he? Uh, I don't think he's that tall because um, that would have probably hey. stood out. But uh, I think he's fairly uh, tall. He's, six he's three, I think he is. Tall, taller yeah. than us, <laughs> pair. Mate, it's not hard to be taller than me, is it? To be fair, like you know, Borrowers are nearly taller than me. He's, he's a big lad, and he's also quite. He's not slow, but he's quite. He's quite broad as well. He's a. He's a, he's a unit. Definitely a unit. Um, 
and I was, I was again did nothing wrong, quite quite steady, nothing out of place. I mean, I, I know obviously it weren't going to be like massive high tempo, but people have said yeah. that you know playing out from the back is a bit of a not want to say a problem, but not something that he kind of struggles with. Did we try and play out from the back when we when we got yeah, we a chance did, to? We did that all through the match. That the sort of Darren Moore style was there, totally apparent. Playing out from the back, playing down the lines, down the channels. Uh, and the quick balls into Gregory to lay off the Bannon to try and get the wingers back in around the back. That was a, that was totally apparent throughout the uh, entire match. Didn't see much of Hekwa. He didn't really have many touches. Didn't really. What he did was steady. The the one person who stood out for me in the second half was Jaden Brown. Oh yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. He was. I, I tipped that. I tipped it. Now the day I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let this little bit of controversial point of the night. Go on, I would say he's going to challenge Neymar. Yeah, I think that's your. I, I yeah. said it, didn't I? On debate show, I said, will it, you know, take yeah. some people time to well, settle in places, etc., etc. He didn't feature for, I mean, I can't remember the last time he was in the squad, but he was out of the squad for ages, weren't it? Especially in that latter half of the season. We don't know. Maybe Darren said to him, like, look, it's not working. I think it was after that um, Hartlepool, whatever you want to call it, disaster yeah. when he when he scored that own goal. It was kind of after that he never featured. And whether you know whether Darren said to him, we don't know what contract he signed. Whether he said to him, right, look, knuckle down in training. You know, you're not going to feature in any games or up like that or in squad, and just you know make sure you're ready for next season. You don't yeah, know, do you? Like, well, and he's probably giving him, you know, right, last season's done. Start again. Start fresh. Full preseason. See what happens, you know. It might, it might not, it might not come through. But I, mean, I hope it does because it'd be, it'd be a bonus, wouldn't it? Because I think, like we say, we're pretty much not forgotten about him, but maybe written him off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you watch the that little video that they put out on Twitter when they were just doing like the the shuttle runs and and what have you. Um, and obviously, the whoever the trainer was were, were calling out the names who were who were first past the post kind of thing. And I mean. They all look pretty sharp. Windass, Gregory's name got called out a few times. Jaden Brown looked looked like he were quick as well, you know. If and you know maybe maybe well, yeah, right. he's got a bit of pace on it, and that's what we've been missing. So I thought he looked deep. You now in the first couple of games of the season, I thought he looked all right. Like he didn't have that end product, but he looked like he could get past the man, I and mean, that's kind of what we were crying out for last season, um, especially. You know, going into last season, we were saying we need some pace, we need some people to to beat a man. You know, especially when we lo- we were losing the likes of Adam Reach, and you know, obviously likes to do his pointing and what have you. We, we wanted someone with pace instead. So yeah, you know, I think you might be right, Peter. Maybe yeah. he's going to uh, challenge Neymar uh, next season. Uh, on Neymar, um, he had a bit of an issue in the car park, didn't he? Uh, yesterday. Yeah, well, Bannon rocked up, and the the car park guy, typical. Chesterfield, I wish you fella. You can't park there, pal. Get it shifted. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> well, exactly. That's what Wednesday, all Wednesday fans started cheering, jeering. But by this time, Bannon had turned car around and he, he was ready for parking up and getting out. Parked on double um, yellers. <laughs> I'll pay two fine. Minutes, it's all right. <laughs> two minutes later, two training staff pulled up. They got the same. Uh, and then right behind him, Neymar over there and his big... Uh, beast of a car and he got the same but they all managed to get parked up and uh, <laughs> you'd have thought they'd have taken a bus wouldn't you like a mid line well, they did take did. a bus though didn't they yeah, yeah they, they, I posted that picture up last night but it was that were literally half on the kerb half off the kerb so I don't know <laughs> I don't know how many they can get on the bus I'm not sure if it's a 52 seater with all the medical stuff on it and all that kind of malarkey but 
it was they did take a bus definitely <laughs> yeah i mean so overall peter i did what would you what would your assessment be of the game like i said it were it was the first run out for the team it were a first yeah. chance that we could see a few of them uh, a few of them new players what what were your what were your thoughts I, I, I was okay with it. I wasn't. Do you know something? When I was driving home in the car, there wasn't one chant all day. There really? wasn't a, no, there wasn't a chant all day. There wasn't a Lee Gregory song. There wasn't a Barry Bannon song. There was nothing. There wasn't a fastest man in Yorkshire, Dominic Iofa song. There was nothing. Um, and it was just, it was quite laid back. It was quite warm. It was quite shirt sleeve day, all that kind of stuff. Big question is, though, Peter, did you buy a pin badge? No, I didn't buy a pin badge, oh, no. Man. I thought you might I thought you'd be all, all over them like a tramp on chips, but uh... No, I don't like <laughs> I'm a chips and gravy man myself. That were that were Yeah. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, right, let's um, Michael, go on. Michael Smith didn't really get didn't really do much. Um nothing. No, it was a it was a workman like, it was a good workout, that's all it was. Where was you where know? was Windass playing when he Well Windass played that sort of Bannon role, ran right. about wherever he wanted and, and it was Patterson and Smith up front together Patterson and Smith up top I can't together see, I can't see that being a combo that's used a lot this season I'm not going to lie not really. what does I don't know what do you think Matt do you think Gregory and, and Smith can work together I think they'd probably need someone just behind them or in and around them to I think it's mobility issue isn't it I think that's a big thing there um, but then again it depends if, if they've got someone just behind who can supply and balls and what have you then there'd be no issue I think I, I see a lot of people on social media saying about uh, we need more pace and all this uh, I do think that's right and especially for attack but I don't necessarily think that Gregory and uh, Michael Smith can't work together uh, especially at League One level I think the, just the, the intelligence will be too much for a lot of teams I think yeah, when you, you look at Gregory with that with the goal he scored against, I want to say Wimbledon uh, at home, it might not have been, but it was very similar to the the, the Bannon goal where he kind of he knew he weren't going to win the header, or he, or yeah. he just or he worked out the fact that they were winning the headers and they were just dropping in that like just in between you know the yeah. midfield and defence, and he just he just didn't even contest it. He just sat back. Lo and behold, the ball dropped to him. And you know, there you go, back of the net, and it were a fantastic. That's finish. what he's saying is that good strikers are always. They're always two steps ahead and, and they're knowing where the ball's going to drop. Yeah, you saw that in, I think it was one of the first home game of the season, Doncaster Rovers. And if you watch that one, it were a tapping for Gregory, easiest goal he's yeah. ever going to score. And you're looking at Enneran's, you know, burst. He followed him on keeper, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, it, 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 he got two like that, didn't he, at the start of the season, yeah. Gregory, where he literally, it yeah. was just following the ball up for if yeah. if there was a mistake. But, but that one, you knew that he, he knew where, where Enneran were going to yeah. take the shot. He knew where the ball was going to go if he was going to parry it, and he, yeah. you know, he didn't. He didn't run straight to the goalkeeper. He run, you know, to the right, and lo and behold, yeah. like I said, it, it came out to him. He put it in the back of the net. Striker's instinct, isn't it? That, yeah, but that's you, what you want. But you forget that sometimes, don't you? You always just yeah. think, oh, it's got to be a goal from twenty-five yards or whatever. But some sometimes you look and. I think we when when Gregory wasn't playing, you, it was evident that that were lacking in terms of like yeah. the the positioning of where where players are, and it's like knowing. You know, you don't need to win every single ball. You've just got to yes. be in the right place, and he's got to be got to be patient. Probably why. Yeah, and I think like if a player, like a lot of people, say, oh, he was just in the right place at the right time. But how many of them maybe will have dropped the year before and no one was there? Exactly. If he does it more than once, it's not it's not luck, is it? <laughs> Do you know really. what I mean? It's so it's it. just being clever, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, it, that goal again, right against Wigan, where he's chased defender down, 
and sort of put yeah. his body across him to to take ball off him. He 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 stuff like that. I think what Gregory does well. Uh, I don't ne- necessarily think he ain't got mobility because he can move, but I think he's how intelligent he is. I think that's his biggest asset. Yeah, who would it now? Would it, t- would it Teddy Sheringham that said something like your first two yards are in your head or something yes. like that? Like, you know, you, you, you might be slow, but if you're intelligent, you can get a jump yes. on defenders and what have you just by knowing where the ball's going to be. And yeah, probably say, you know, you could say the same about Lee Gregory. Um, I mean, a, f- a few people have jumped on social media saying, oh, that's it. I mean, I don't know if it's to- tongue in cheek. There's, there's a lot of tongue in cheek, isn't there? But there is, but I, I mean, there are some people who are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt, you, you've, got, you've got your thoughts, haven't you? On, you know, I, I know you put a piece out about friendlies and what have you. It, you know, yeah. The score doesn't really matter, does it, to be, to be honest? I, I think it's always good to, to build wins up and have that confidence, get your strikers scoring and what have you, but in, in grand scheme of things, it doesn't really mean how I don't think. And, and let's be honest, I think... Especially the first pre-season, um, obviously against uh, lesser side. Yeah, when they um, playing Blade Super Draw League or something like that. Alfredson. So it's like <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, the last few though, what is it? Bournemouth and well, we've got Bournemouth. We is it Wigan? We're playing one behind closed doors, aren't we? You're playing Bournemouth in Portugal, in Portugal, right? And then we've got Wigan away, and then we've got is it Rayo Vallecano or something like that? Yeah. Um, Arrogate next Friday as well. Oh yeah, get yeah. So I think it'll get the ones towards the end will be more of a, a bit more of a yeah high tempo and maybe a bit more of a challenge. And he might, you know, you'd think especially on the last one, he'd probably play close to what he thinks might be you'd have his, thought, his starting team or yeah, you'd have thought so. Uh, I mean, I mean, pre seasons is a chance to try stuff, isn't it, Matt? You know what I yeah. mean, like. You know, we've talked about formation. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point we did switch to a, a four two three one. Yeah. Just to see how it goes and just to see what it looks like. Yeah, that's and, what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah, Pre season to have a crack and like you say, some of these young lads might actually come out and go, you know, I'm putting myself in drawery, pal, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Improve well, themselves. I, I think they're building a squad uh purpose, like it's been purpose built this squad that that like trying to put together. So then if we need to change formation, we can. And yeah. it's not going to be a case of square pegs in round holes. I think this is being done. I think this is what Darren's thinking is, that then he's got flexibility all the time, even if it's before game, even if it's in-game and he needs to switch it. He's, he's got players who, who, who we can do that with, especially, again, with five subs as well. Yeah. It, it can move things about quickly. Yeah, you can definitely... You know, it's- Making a triple substitution, you know, won't be uncommon next season, will it? Yeah. Really, you know, if things are going wrong, or indeed, if you know, sometimes if they're going right and you just want to manage the game and what have you, get yeah. you know, ship three off and put the other three on, and and you can really change everything. You know, making five subs, it's almost like, well, it's, it's nearly half your it team. Make, isn't it? That will make the difference for Wednesday in games, big time. That especially like you said earlier, again, teams will probably operating with a smaller squad who maybe haven't got that strength in depth it could potentially be difference between Wednesday winning the game and not winning the game. And this is, I think that's where, like we were saying, hopefully if we sign a few more permanent players and we can afford to, you know, have a couple of lone players that are young, raw, Premier League standard kids, where they could come into play. Yeah. Um, and either light up a game, change a game, 
Yeah, because you're always a bit cautious, aren't you? You know, especially those with injuries and stuff. You know, you're not going to make all your substitutions early on. Well, normally, seventy minute mark, Darren Mont normally made at least yeah. one or two subs, and then the other one were you know eighty, eighty five minutes for his. Usually, wait, very wait with some substitutions. I will notice it. Yeah, it's weird, very really. Late. It was like, especially at the start of the season, and then he started, and then obviously Doncaster he ripped that up and <laughs> yeah, dragged to half time, didn't he? And then yeah, it was. He, that was that one. One of his criticisms, criticisms, put my teeth back in. Weren't it, that in <laughs> earlier on in the season, it, everyone else could see it, but it was almost like Darren Moore couldn't. But then again, we're not the manager. He seems we? to be I mean, one of them, though, doesn't he? That trusts the process. One yeah. of them that's yeah. like, oh, he's playing away, and you've got to trust it. Yeah, this is what we've been working with all week leading up to this game. Just it will come Be- good. Believing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An example of it, what I thought were, I forgot which game it were, but we tried to play Jordan Story as left at three centre-backs and he couldn't do it because he couldn't move ball with, outside with his left foot. And every, everybody like around me was saying, oh, he needs to bring Story over to right. But he sort of left him until half-time to make the switch. Yeah. And in second half, he were playing right centre half, and it's like sometimes I was thinking like, do it straight away. Uncomfortable. He can't. He can't. He can't get rid of ball. He's left foot. He's not comfortable doing it. So why don't we just switch it now? Do you know what I mean? What we're waiting for. Yeah. But he's Darren. He's gaffer, isn't he? So <laughs> exactly. <All> right, let's <laughs> uh, let's move on. Um, Obviously, we do the transfer rumor mill on a on a Wednesday at eight o'clock uh, over on Twitter. So if you if you want to join us on that one, then please do. We have you know getting more and more people every single week, which is uh, which is good. Fingers crossed. Hopefully this week we have a signing to talk about because after that flurry of uh, what three signings in seemingly like twenty four hours, um, it went it went a bit quiet, didn't it? But we have. Um, we have made five signings so far in pre-season. I just want to take this opportunity just to just to talk about them a, a little bit. Um, obviously, we've I, th- I thought that this season we're just going to be a few tweaks here and there, but you know we've let a hell of a lot of players go. Obviously, the fact that a lot of them were on loan doesn't help. That's always going to give a big a big turnover. Thirteen players departed at the end of last season. Obviously, that does include the the loan players that were here at the end of the end of the season. Um, you know, obviously Luongo and Hutchinson being the two main ones, I suppose, that we have let go. Um, obviously Dawson, Hunt and Galvin have returned from their, their loan spells, so they're back in the fray. Um and like I said, we've we've made five permanent signings so far. So let's just uh let's just go through I'll go from in order in terms of when they when they signed. So Ben Hennigan was obviously the, the first one, Liam. Um we had one centre back in Iofa. So we need, we needed him, didn't we? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, um, yeah, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think, like I say, I'm not, not, not someone that obviously what see him a couple of times when they play against stuff. Obviously, but it's not someone you've particularly heard of. You know, he's no. not like uh, you know Hector or whoever we had in past. Or well, he hadn't played for us, so surely we don't right. know about him. Well, do we? <laughs> but you know what I mean. He's not someone yeah, yeah. that's been raved about as such. And obviously team that went down people were a bit like oh. yeah I was about to say that does that bother you the fact no, that we've not in the slightest don't bother me at all like look at Ramsdale ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah got some England caps and he, he's been gone down with Bournemouth United how, how many is it four uh, four yeah, relegations there's, there's another one as well and he's got relegations three, three relegations is it something like that yeah but, but... so yeah it don't bother me like you can always have a shining player in a in a shit team, can't you? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, just get relegated. It's, you know, it's, not, it's not a one. And like we said, he's, he's part of a team that are quite, or they can be quite tight at the back and hard to break down at points. Um, 
So yeah, for well, me. Well, the stats was... speak for themselves, don't they? You know, if you're a numbers man, <laughs> then then you obviously look at them sort of stuff, and the amount of clearances that he he, he, he topped the charts for clearances. I think last season. All right, he were playing a team that's perhaps gonna um, see a lot of the ball in that in that in his area kind of thing. So you know, you're gonna get. It's going to be a little bit more inflated, but still, you're still going to do the business, aren't you? Yeah, and I mean, the amount of times last season, I know obviously there were periods where we didn't have a recognised centre half that was fit, and that's tricky until obviously Dean and Story came in. But there were times when we we're like, we just need someone who will put their head where it hurts and throw themselves in front of the ball and, yeah, you know, put the body on line to I mean, get that ball out of the box. And he sounds like that kind of player. Yeah, I know Pato does it, but. He's, he's, he did all right at centre-half, but he's not centre-half, is he? No. I mean, we've well, got... <laughs> where does he play? Well, he plays anywhere, doesn't he? I mean, at the moment, obviously, Iofa, we've now got Hennigan, we've got Hequo who's come in, who we'll talk about in a, in a second. Um, do you see Hennigan as, as a first-team player? Do you see yeah. him more of a... Yeah, no, you do. I think he'll start, personally. I mean, I'm a bit... I still, think we, need to, I still think we need to bring some more additions in, but, uh, but yeah, go on, Peter. Uh, have we got? I mean, at the minute, I've, I've, I've only got us down as three as three central defenders with Palmer as a backup. I've got Ihekwa, Enigan, and Iofa. Yeah, but what I mean is that do you, do you think that? I mean, I'm sure we're going to be bring, bringing some more centre backs in. But are we? Is the next centre back we're bringing in? Is he going to go straight into the first team? As in, is he going to replace Hennigan as it stands at the moment? Or or are you? You know, is the next centre back we're bringing in? Is he going to be a you know? A, a lone player from a Premier League side that's perhaps not going to um, challenge him. Do you, do you know what I mean? You, but what the point I'm trying to make is, are you happy? Are you happy with Hennigan as your? You know, if we, when we play Portsmouth at first game of the season and no, Hennigan, no, no, no. I, I think he'll start. Uh, I'd like to think we'd be able to get a Sunday. I'm not going to say we're going to get him a Harley Dean type character uh, if there's such a thing available. Uh, Arla Dean would be perfect he'd be, back. he'd be straight in for me but obviously things have changed at Birmingham in the last few days so that may not happen now. but for me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be comfortable with what we've got now I offer Ihequa and Hennigan because uh, I've not seen enough of them together but and I'm still a bit iffy about I offer and his fitness in general so. yeah what about you Matt you, how's Hennigan with the first one through the door it would obviously definitely a position yeah. we needed to fill when it really to be honest but Darren must must like him because well, I was one who brought news on him and that deal had been sort of in the offing for a while. So he must he must believe he can make a difference for Wednesday. I'd be interested, Peter, which position did he play yes yesterday, Alfredson? Were he bang middle in, three? Bang in the middle and, and there was yeah. one thing I forgot to mention, there was a there was a clearance towards this uh, towards the end of the second half. And Pato cocked it up, and the one voice you could hear was Enigan gave yeah. Patterson a real rocket, proper rocket. Yeah. And Patterson turned around and had a, had a go back, but little <laughs> <laughs> back up front. But uh, no, he, he played bang in the centre, hit yeah. he right hand side. Yeah, I think I said in one at large spaces, I think you guys asked me where I thought he'd play, and I think in middle at three because he's that voice, an organiser. Uh, and because because he's a big guy as well, so when balls are coming into the box, he's going to get his head on everything. Uh, but I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with him starting for Wednesday. Uh, when I look at it, I've been thinking, is Darren sort of bringing centre-halves who perhaps played like he used to play back in the day, which is basically edit and kick it out at back, 
But I think when you look at it, he, he's moved away probably from like centre halves who are really good on floor to more uh, centre halves who can actually defend. Which I've said before, you need centre halves who can actually defend. That's why it first port of call. Well, you so, look at the, you look at the two teams that got promoted last season. You know, Rotherham and Wigan. Yeah. I, I don't think they were flash. You know, they weren't exactly light. You know, they weren't the Man City of uh, of League yeah. One. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you've got to look at. For me, I think the yes, it's great to see attractive football. Of course, you know, you go week in week yeah. out. You want to be entertained, but I don't think anyone would, um, you know, would disagree when you say that. You know, if we win one nil every single game, yeah. it doesn't really matter, does it? Because we'll be top at league, and we'll be, you know, clap caps will be on HMS Pistol yeah. League. Here we come, and and that's it. So. I think I think Darren, you're right in what you're saying in terms of Darren's looking and going right. Are we going to get out of this league? Because that is the first port of call in it. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, go on. Sorry, Peter. Now I was just going to say that attractive football and always winning football. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think Wednesday, I think building a really solid defence. Maybe it, it won't be as flashy in terms of trying to bring ball out front back and what have you, and it'll be short passes out front back. But what it'll do is it'll give them that foundation where your more advanced attacking players can go on and do what they're going to do, knowing that at bat we're solid. Yeah. I mean, so, another thing as well, that we, defending corners was, well, nothing short of abysmal, weren't it? But but yeah, no, bringing Hennigan in. 39% of our goals were conceded from set pieces. So you'd like to think that Hennigan is going to be someone that's going to, fingers crossed, you know, yeah, hopefully yeah. bring that number down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, know, you look at how many games we we you know conceded you know late goals from you know no, like, it's all right conceding a goal from a set piece but when it's you know last minute or when it's the goal that kind of you know levels it up or or makes us makes us lose i mean i'm looking at uh accrington at home was one that were one where we were sloppy in defense you know i mean i know one man don't change everything but it's certainly going to help in it yeah yeah definitely he's a type of player <clears throat> excuse me that that can do that by the sounds of it um the one thing we never had last season, if you remember, was a natural left footer on that left side, did we? Honey Gibson when he played for a few games. Yeah, and uh, Johnson when he played there, I suppose, but he's not a centre half, so. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was. I, I was thinking when when Matt was speaking there, I, I, I think maybe Gal, maybe Gal, Galvin's in his mind as well because Galvin didn't look out of place, and everything I've heard about him from last season, you know, maybe he's in his in his uh, thoughts as well. Possibly. Let's uh, let's wait and see. Uh, the second player that got um, that got announced, I believe, was David Stockdale, weren't it? It was David Stockdale that was second one. I must admit, it came as a bit of a shock. That was like a bit of an out of the blue. You know, we're all talking about. You know, is it is it going to be Cam Dawson? Is it going to be is it going to be Wildsmith that's going to be number one? And then next minute, um, David Stockdale tips up, and yeah, I, I didn't really realise that he were one that were that were on the radar. I mean. He's knocking on a bit. I think I'm all right to say that. You know, 36 <laughs> years old, that for a footballer is knocking on. All right, um, goalkeepers do tend to have a longer career than others. But I mean, I, I can't look beyond the fact that it's a fantastic signing for Sheffield Wednesday, you know, for, for next season. Yeah, like, 100%. When you look at it, obviously, most clean sheets last season. He's played, you know, in various leagues. Um, you know, he's had a long career it can only be a positive and even if it's you know um for someone for Dawson to even learn off if if he's you know yeah he spoke with, quite well as well in that interview didn't he which yeah yeah I, exactly and 
I just think, yeah, it's again, it's another wise head at the back, innit? And do you think Darren Moore's mind's made up? I know, I know he's come out and said that they've got to kind of earn it in pre-season, but do you think do you think that's the case, or do you think he knows that it's going to be Stockdale's number one? Tell you. Definitely. Uh, Stockdale's comments of "I've come here to win medals, not to see my career out." That's to me, that's the statement. Yeah, he's, but do you think Darren Moore has the same sentiments? You know what I mean? Do you think Darren Moore thinks that, or because he has come out and said that, you know, I think the, the fact that he's signed him—that's the statement. That's the statement of intent itself. Same what, as the any. What was your thoughts then when Stockdale signed? Because it did come. It was a bit of a shock, didn't it, Peter? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was a. I am a big Cam Dawson fan. He, he had a good season last year. You know, he's, he's another one. He's filled out a bit. He's, he's big. He's tall. Uh, there's no sign of. He, he, you know, he's he's proper. He's ready to go, but. Yeah, Stockdale's not come up here for nothing. Definitely not. Yeah, were you happy with that signing as well, Peter? Like, you know, in terms of, you know. yeah, you've got to be. I was shocked initially, but you've got to be. You've got to be because he's a, you know, he's he's been he's been around the block. He knows what time of day is, and he knows he knows he knows how to get results, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, Matt, it was it was something that came out of the blue, weren't it? Really, it wasn't really rumored or anything like that. Next minute, Stockdale tips up at Hillsborough. I think it. I think it's a really. It were a really clever move by Wednesday. Problem is, I think if you bring a loan keeper in, then loan keeper's got to play. Yeah. Which then you've got an issue there because, as we saw with uh, Theo when Theo were at Wednesday, he was sort of under the impression that he's got to play and stuff like that. Yeah, and Wolves thought that as well. Darren won't. From what I hear, Darren won't guarantee people playing. And I don't think you should guarantee it because if you're saying to a player you're going to play, then what's point in understudy or backup trying? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think what they've done with with bringing Stockdale in, I think he's a good player to bring in. He's a he's professional, but he don't take himself too serious. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, say that. Yeah, and, and he's more a modern football because I've noticed he does brand deals and stuff like that. You know, what well, I mean? have you seen his website for starters? Yes, not so. So I'm all for that. But his availability's always been good. I know people's like said, "Oh, he's quite a big lad and stuff like that." Availability's been spot on. I think you're available for all their games last season. But what it's done is it gives they brought Dawson in back into fold. They can have a look at Dawson. Whereas Stockdale's not being told you're going to start. Yeah. So it also gives Wednesday time then if they run rule over Dawson and think actually we're not too sure he's going to be good enough, then they can still up to now, they can still make a change if they want. But by getting Stockdale in straight away, knowing Wildsmith were going, they've got all this time to, to have a look, see what they think, see who they think's good enough. And then if they think we need to bring another keeper in, they've got plenty of time to do it with no pressure because you've got Stockdale who were brilliant in League One last season and then Dawson who were brilliant in League Two last season. So I, I just think it's a clever move, really. Yeah, I mean, you can also look at the fact that, all right, we're out of contract, but, you know, Wickham now don't have David Stockdale, you know, as uh, exactly. th- that's something that kind of gets a little bit overlooked. We've, we've yeah. took a player from, from our, you know, you've got to say a rival because they got to... They've lost a few. Uh, I think Centre-Arse gone from Wickham as well. Uh, he's gone to Scotland. Yeah, so. yeah, ju- ju- I mean, just on that one, you look at it, MK Dons, you know, they've lost lost Scott Twine, you know, Scott so Twine. that's yeah. a massive loss for them. You know, Parrot, he were on loan, he, you know, the two players that it, scored against Connor us. Coventry, central midfield, he's gone from uh, MK Dons back to West Ham. I know they've so, been quite vocal and quite active in the transfer market, but you've yeah. got to look at that like, you know, they're, they're, they're losing players we've not really lost. All right, yeah, we've, you know, Hutchinson and, uh, and Luongo, which we'll come on to in a, 
in a little bit, but you know, we we're like adding to the squad, if you know what I mean. We've got rid of the shit and we're, we're you know, we're, we're not in that place being poached. I think some teams are losing quality. Yeah, exactly. So, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But yeah, definitely from from our point of view, bringing a, a goalkeeper in that's you know the most clean sheets in the league. It's it, you know it, it stats start talk for themselves. If we if he can repeat that sort of performance next year, then we're absolutely laughing. And you know, keep a clean sheet, like guys Smith, uh, Gregory. It's up to you. You know, put ball back in there. I've done my job. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. Really, you know, competition in that number one place is. Uh, Plus, he's also a, a keeper who will work with the other keepers and and try and will try and push each other on. Whereas you can get some keepers who are very much aren't number one. It all focuses on me. Whereas Stockdale, even with his comments, I thought it was a fantastic interview. What he did, where he's talking about, he's not talking like he's the number one, and he's talking about how he can bring out people and and he's willing to work with people. And I think that's another bonus that. It, again, it's a sign of Darren and what he wants to do, I think, because he always tries to bring people who's got right attitude. That's what I was going to say. We've, not, we've not got any, well, there's the characters, but there's no, there's no like prima donnas, is there? There's no like JJ yeah. or, um, I'm trying to think of another I, example. I don't, of people Darren, had. I don't think Darren had wear Fernando Forestieri. Yeah, Forestieri. Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher to a point, you know, I've got to play, yeah. et cetera. We've not got any of them. You know, and I can't see us unless it was something we definitely couldn't turn down. I can't see us while Darren's here signing any of these has-beens or someone who's had a big name. And I know better he know, but that was through yeah, kind of his links, wasn't it? And whatever else. But yeah, I love that. I think that's great with Stockdale as well. Like you say, if he's he don't he don't, he don't like you say he don't he didn't come across that I'm here. I expect to be number one and play every game, but I think he, might, I mean, he might. He probably might do in his head, but yeah. Has, has Benny you know got a club yet, Matt? Not to not to my knowledge. No. Looks like he's training at goals or something like that, or at pits. <laughs> well, he's from, been doing from in, his uh, Instagram in, in videos. Langer, you know, they've been training together, haven't they? I think. Yeah, it'd be good to that he's got a deal at Derby, and he uh, and he hasn't as of yet. But we'll. Uh... <laughs> I never had out against Berino coming in. I thought. It's one of them in it where they brought him in, and if it worked, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, that's. But I, I, when I look at it, he did score goals, but he scored them in a short space of time, and I think overall sort of delivery, I, I just don't think it were enough. And but again, it shows people saying, "Ah, oh, he's coming because he's mates with Darren, and Darren knows him." But Darren still made decisions. Do you know what? Him and I think he was quite harsh on him. Maybe you know, like in terms of like people say, he scored his hat trick. He dragged yeah. him off after 60 minutes. Then he didn't, in certain times, like, he didn't play him, suddenly he's not in squad. Yeah, if he's his mate, I think, he's going to play every well, week. No, well, no, I think he probably is his mate, or he sees him as... No, but I mean, in terms of like... Oh, oh yeah, no, no, but he's probably more harsh on you because it's, you probably. know him so well, if that makes sense. If he feels a bit of a father figure to him, or that type of yeah. vibe, I think he was even harsher on Berry, you know, than he was probably some of the other players. Yeah, you're probably right there. Um, the third sign of the med was uh, Will Volks. And I think this is this were very very clever in terms of when we announced this one because if you if you that was I think this was on the Tuesday it was when it before we did the uh, the transfer rumor mill but we announced this one on the Tuesday Wednesday morning we then announced that um, that your mate Mass weren't signing a new deal and then obviously we made the the other two signings in Smith and Hequa so. It, 
to get that signing through of a, a replacement for Mass because all the talk, all you know, since the end of the season, were is Mass staying? Come on, let's announce that he's signed a new deal. Come on, we need to keep him for next season. Well, how good he were he were last season when he played, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So then, I think they kind of knew that they would have. No, I wouldn't say you know sent shockwaves out, but there'd have been a, a lot of negative press. So yeah, that, yeah, definitely. So to bring in Volks, who is he's not like for like, but he is. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, similar type it, of player. Yeah, he's yeah. a similar type of player. He's going to play in that position. I think it was very clever, weren't it, in terms very of... Very well played by admin. Very well played. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like you say, it, and then along with the other two signs that came along afterwards, it just... It's done a lot better than well, that was previous, it, previously, it? isn't it? It's, it's well, you, been want a be- you want a very potentially disappointing news for some in between good news, don't you, really? Then it has lesser an impact. Well, so. everyone's forgot about it, haven't they? Do you know I mean, nobody's <laughs> talking about it. Everyone's like, you know, well, talking about kids it's now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, keep, I keep getting reminded, mate. I was saying my, my pal, um, Greeny, Ozzy, um, he were over in the winter, weren't he? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the one game that Greeny kept. Who was it now? I'm trying to think who it was against. Either way, Mass was rested. <laughs> so he would play Aussie lad. And he messaged me the other day and he says, oh, um, he went back this year, back to Oz. And uh, one of lads had, one of our tweets appeared on an Australian news article. Oh, yeah, he did actually, yeah. Um, he says, he says, oh, I've just, re- just been reading about Massimo. And he says, one of your tweets is on here. And I says, oh, well. <laughs> now then, Wednesday tied our podcast global. Yeah, Tell so you, I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about it until he piped up the other day and reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, it is what it is, isn't it? I think. He's not Mr. July, is he on calendar? I mean, that would have been like salt in the wounds. <laughs> Actually, I think July, I think it's... Dunkley and... Uh, Berahino, yeah. <laughs> People were saying that's why you should have a season calendar, not a uh, yeah. not, not a year calendar, because, yeah, to get all the, all the players that have gone and, and what But yeah, it was brilliant. You know, he's one that you have heard of, innit? You oh, know, definitely, yeah. He, you know, he played at Rotherham, he's been playing for Cardiff. Um, Seeing some of the goals he's scored, by the way. Yeah. Now nah, then. Like, so, top draw. So and again, a really good, a really, really good person. A really good. Yeah, person. there's a lot of charity, doesn't he? As well, like Blue yeah. Bellwood when yeah. he were at Rotherham. Um, which I mean, you see, you know, the stuff that's been happening now just kind of offered a bit of a tangent. But you know, Liam Palmer uh, as well. I mean, there were a tweet about um, Barry Bannon where he took a, where yeah. he took the picture with a uh, with a fan and what have you. And I'm all yeah. for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as much as you know, they're just normal people. But to some people footballers are like idols you know yeah. i bet peter your your lad i bet he idolizes certain certain players doesn't he and yeah he's got he's got the balance shirt on uh he's got 
well, he can't wait for the new kit to come out. That's another story. But uh, he uh, he's got he's got all the posts on the wall. He's only eleven, typical Wednesday fan, and uh, he he just can't get enough of it. He's been bought he's, he's been bored off his skull for the last two or three weeks. <laughs> Well, three months or well, the last month, last month, so definitely. When's it all start again? And ironically, we're away for the first two games of the season, so you want to cancel the holiday and everything, you know. So. <laughs> good, good lad, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see that you know players do this sort of stuff outside of outside of the you know the, the, the playing football on a Saturday and what have you, because they don't have to do it, do they? You know what I mean? And, and for them to to you know do these stuff, yeah, and it brings it onto the pitch as well. Like we're saying, that kind of spirit and togetherness and it it goes onto the pitch. You'll work harder for the next person. You'll work harder for your mate. I just think it's it's a good environment that he's building. A good. Um... That's one of the. I think that's one of the, the secrets of the last two or three months of last season and in the close season. How how Darren Moore has got the club working in sort of in the, in the let's all pull together direction rather than the the former. Uh, Let's call it Chancery dictatorship, yeah. Or the, the idea of the dictatorship that was there before. That's we're not hearing that now. We're hearing the complete opposite. And I would have thought this twelve months ago. Yeah, it might come down to a trust thing as well. Yeah, you know, we don't know. Chancery. When was the last time? When was the last time we heard Chancery out on Twitter? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, definitely. I mean, when you know things, when you look at like the the finances that is, you know effectively bankrolling the club and things like that 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 obviously goes in his uh you know that, that helps him somewhat but you know just saying there but you know it could come down to a trust thing you know does he now does chancery trust darren moore he might not have trusted the uh the previous managers obviously he definitely didn't trust Pulis. he weren't you know i don't think he even had time to hang his coat up did he to be fair um <laughs> But you know, you, you look, you look at that, and he, he clearly, I think things have obviously happened, and he's obviously been told a few things, told a few, you know, home truths, and 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 whatnot by a few people, and he's, he's clearly acting upon that. And we've got someone in in Darren Moore that, that clearly knows what he's doing in terms of, uh, you know, the yeah. signings that we've made, and certainly things that on the pitch. As much as you might not agree with certain things, you know, um, on a day-to-day basis or on a you know what happens on in the 90 minutes but when you take a look at the bigger picture i think you've got to you know you've got to look and go actually yeah what he's doing is uh is certainly working um go on let, let's let, let's skip on to the uh the other two that that wednesday last week when uh last week the week before sorry when we signed michael smith and michael lehequa pretty much stolen from rotherham um Peter, what what did you think of them two two signings? Again, um, it was it was very um, much it, it was um, it was it was on it was off it was on it was off, and then obviously we signed him. I'm just looking at Matt laughing in the corner. I can see him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah it was a great evening, and I I, I switched allegiances from Dingle baiting to Toy Town baiting that night. So it was. As most of I live in Ireland in Barnsley, I normally. Get a lot of fun out of winding all the North, uh, North Sheffield pizza. Not it's not Barnes. It's North <laughs> Sheffield. North Sheffield. Sorry. So <laughs> I, I sort of, I switched and started going a few Rotherham fans, and uh, I made sure that my lad got his photo took with Smith and Heckwe yesterday, uh, and so sort of put it on Facebook and sent him straight to my to my two Rotherham mates. So. <laughs> but no, I mean you look at it and Smith banged the goals in for fun um, <laughs> last season. Heckwe gets himself in the team of the season. Scored a fantastic own goal, by the way, which Leicester said at the. That was a good own goal. I saw that and all that. What's he doing there? I know he, he called for offside as well, which that, that were like a you know, 
That's classic when arm goes up to me. <laughs> <laughs> when he's fucked up. But no, Peter, like sign two players like that. Um they've 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 wanted to come to Sheffield Wednesday, clearly. Whether that's a money thing, whether that we, we don't know. But you know, top and bottom is we've we've signed two great players, haven't we, really? For this division. Yeah. It's a big statement of intent, definitely. Uh, like I said earlier, it, it shows to every other team in the league. I saw, I saw somebody put like a dashboard on Twitter a couple of days ago of all the signings. Was it you, Matt, or somebody else? No, it won't be. A dashboard of all the signings, and you look at Wednesday's signings, and no, nobody else has got signings. You know, you look at Stockdale, you look at Smith, you look at Hihekwa. They're three quality signings in this league. No, no, there's no other club made signings anywhere near that scale. Yeah, Vol- of- you've got to add Volks in that as well, do you Vol- know what I mean? Volks, yeah, yeah, Volks as well. So, you know, Darren Moore's setting his stall out. Uh, let's hope he's not saying, well, I'm not going to, no, I won't even say what I'm going to say. No, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, M- Matt, like Smith and Ehequa, well, you'd like to think they're going to hit the ground running as well, aren't you? They're not, they're not players that, you know, normally when you get people on a free, it's because they're out of favour and things like that. They've clearly had their heads turned by by us coming in for them. And, um, yeah, it's nice to get some players in that, that are on a bit of form, isn't it, really? Yeah, uh, my understanding were they're both top targets. Um, I think Rotherham, I think Tony Stewart tried to keep him. Uh, Michael Smith had uh, a couple of teams in championship interested in him. Uh, and, and obviously Rotherham still were trying to keep hold of him I do think heck we probably had interest from Derby but things went sort of pear-shaped in their takeover but point I'd make is I think obviously money's involved in it and we can offer money but also I think something what some fans don't consider I think especially Rotherham fans is when you Playing, effectively playing for Rotherham, it's always been a case that you do really well in League One, you step up to Championship, and then you struggle. And I don't think really for a footballer that's going to be enjoyable, especially if you're a centre-half, and if you're a centre-forward who's not getting service. So I think really, I think coming to Wednesday, you might say it's a step down because they're dropping back to third tier, but they're going to have a more enjoyable time, they're going to be paid more money, and, and then look, when Wednesday do go up, well, if we go up this season... No, we when, when, more when, when Matt, yeah. Matt, it's when, it's when you were yeah. right first time. Well, we'll more <laughs> we, we've got resources because we're a bigger football club and, and we've got a bigger stadium so we can generate more money, more revenue. We've got more a chance of staying there and I think some footballers will get fed up of getting promoted, relegated. Well, the thing promoted. is, just you say, like... I don't know if people play FIFA on Xbox yeah. or PlayStation. Now, I don't know how good people are that are listening and what have you, but I never played it on world class because I weren't that good. You always, I didn't play on amateur either. I was a bit better than yeah. that. But do you know what I mean? You play on semi-pro because you have a bit of a good game. That's, you know, but it's the yeah. same thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, but you think... why, why play on world class and you get smashed every week? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the thing is as well, for someone like uh, Ehekwe, how old is he? Uh, 28, 29? Yeah, I think he's 28, 29. Mm, so, I don't know. The thing is, like you're saying... They don't need to prove themselves. No, no, but I thought exactly the same as what, what you were saying, Matt, in terms of if we go up, then we've got more chance of staying up. And the thing is, obviously, a heck had a good season, team of the um, team of the year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He goes up to, with Rotherham, gets battered, and then he's forgotten about it again. Because he's had a shit season because they get relegated. Exactly. Um, unless he does, unless he is their shine, you know, he gets raved about every week as being one of their best players every week. 
So then, like you say, he's a championship player, but then if you go down with Rotherham, he's probably not going to get a championship club again, is he? Yeah. I heard hovering for him and, and hovering strong for him, but he's potentially looking at that and thinking, there's a chance they're going to get relegated as well. So... Yeah. I mean, I, other, I think, other things that don't people forget about is location. I mean, not yeah, even funny. I, like, I, playing think for... that, I, I think that's absolutely enormous. With uh, and that's that's one of the two the two points for both for the point for both signings is that you're not telling me Smiths had to move out. You're not telling me Equity to move out. They don't have to move out. It's almost like a, it's almost like a free transfer for them. Well, yeah, but, but you know, yeah, you're, you're right. Like people forget about that though. As, as fans, people forget that the yeah. the, the, the you know these people are. Normal people, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're normal people. They're not but families and what have you. Yeah, the kids haven't, the kids haven't got to move school. The, the wife's not going to worry about making new friends because she's still going to keep her circle of friends. The kids, the kids are the, to the school. Gonna, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's, it's Smith's wife just had a baby or about to have a baby, something like that, or Smith's girlfriend or something like that. I think I'd, I'd read that somewhere. Uh, so that, to me, that's a massive thing that's, that's, that fans don't think about. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like you look at. Yeah, obviously Giles is not here. Uh, he's stuck in Aruba. Last time we heard, weren't he? Were, uh, well, he should be coming home today, I reckon. Could, yeah, we're, we're probably, well, we'll on, probably on another holiday or something when he gets back anyway. But but no, like World you know, tour. He, yeah, but we <laughs> talked to him and you know he's obviously got settled in Sheffield. He, he's playing for Grimsby, but still stayed in Sheffield. I'm sure it really, it's a burden, isn't it, having to travel all that way, at, you know, week or d- daily for training and whatnot. You know, he moved to Scotland, didn't he? Played for Motherwell. Um, it's not. I suppose it's not a decision that you have to take. That you take lightly. No, no, exactly you know I mean? that. It's... And when you listen to some of the, you know, other podcasts and that, and some players are like, from a certain point, it was like I wasn't. I wanted to stay where I was, in terms of living, and I was only willing to go to X amount of, you yeah. know, within this area. Yeah, so. so you might take it. You might take a little bit less money, but it's. I mean, I, I've only moved house once in terms of like buying a new house and. Jesus Christ! It's you know when people say it's like the most stressful thing in the world, they're not wrong. Do you know what I mean? It, it is an absolute nightmare. So right, maybe it's a little bit easy if you've got a bit of extra money like these footballers have. But still, you've still it's not it's not straightforward, is it? But no, no I mean on on the face of it, Smith and Heck were can't really fault that in terms of in terms of science. No, no, it's like, a massive statement, isn't it? You know, not just them two, but the five players that we've already brought in already. I think on the face of it, I said to you, I wasn't really excited as such about Smith purely because of the type of player he is but then like what Matt said then what I weren't really thinking about it was you know when they do get the service it'll probably be even better I mean, if we can, can get him better service than what even what he had last season Barry then. Bannon Byers yeah yeah Vol- exactly Volks who, who was you know he'll know as well from his from his days at Rotherham um, you know, then you look at Marvin Johnson. He put a mean ball in. Jack Hunt on the other side. If if the, if those are both playing in that in that wing back role, you know, Gregory, who I think would he benefits from having someone alongside him. That's you know, if they can get that link up and that partnership going. I know we've been saying that they might not play together, but you know, if they're on if they're, know, if they're on the same wavelength, I mean, get ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they could be yeah. scoring goals for fun because they're two players that last season one got what sixteen goals in in the league, and the other got 22, 23. If they can have a similar sort of both can have similar sort of seasons, then I don't think we're really going to struggle in you yeah. know, in the in the goal department really. Um, yeah, I mean, just 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 to summarise, really, for like I said, there is is statement of intent. 
he's done all, we're doing all right well, well, well we're doing all the right things aren't we at this point in time in you know what f- how many weeks did we say three four weeks right, it's mad season. as well they're all free <laughs> Free transfers. Freeze mate. and loans. Freeze and loans, mate. It continues. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll need to get that put on a t-shirt, don't I? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, I'll hook you up, mate. I'll sort it on out. On me out or something. But no, I was thinking as well, do you think that, obviously they must do, but Moore has got, or whoever it is who helps him, you know, he'll look at who is coming out of contract at the end of the season. Well, yeah, we had a shadow every day. And do you oh, think, yeah. and what, in terms of that, would you, so for example, we knew uh, Smith and Eck were coming to the end of their terms. Would would they stick something in there before the end of the season? Would you reach out before then, or is it not allowed? What's the do you I know? It's it's not really allowed, but I think there's a lot of indirect contact made with footballers and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think I think a lot of things are always sounded out first to see where one lies. Uh, like with Michael Smith, they probably knew he got championship interest, and then we're just like, we'll wait to see what pans out from that, and if not, they'll step in. Yeah, yeah. So I think it is quite good, like you say, all these lot <laughs> for essential obviously wages are involved, but in terms of an actual fee. Yeah. Well, it mean it means that we can pay a little bit more on the on the wages, doesn't it, really? Like yeah. if you're not having to pay a pay a fr- pay up front. Um it probably segues us into like, you know, t- talking to you, Matt, a little bit about um, you know, stuff that we don't really know a great deal about that's a bit hush hush all the time and pick things that people forget about. It's obviously you know, agents are obviously heavily involved. I think pretty much every single footballer has an agent. I'm sure there's some that don't, but you know, on the main, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a big part of big part of football. I mean, just off the off the back, um, what is the the role of an agent? What does an agent do, Matt? From your understanding, well, uh, agents. It depends. Agents can represent players uh, and try and get a best deal and stuff like that. Uh, agents can work on behalf of football clubs as well uh, and operate on that side. There has been instances where agents have operated on both sides, which is a bit of a conflict of interest. Like, like I said before, if you look at Lucas Shaw, uh, when Lucas, before he joined Reading, he signed with Kia Jarabchian, who's sort of Reading's like, off-the-books director of football. So he represented Lucas and he represented Reading at the same time which I don't think that's allowed, but stuff like that happens. Um, but Milan Mandridge, it was something he once said to me, he said, I've never met a good agent. I've never met, he says, why do footballers need agents? That's what he always used to say. Why do they need agents? And saying so, uh, they just cause problems. Um, there's obviously good ones out there. I think a lot of them get a bad rap. Because they take a cut, don't they? If they, get, if they sort of deal yeah, out for a footballer, they tried to FIFA tried to control it. I don't know if they did actually bring ruling, but it were a case of, because some agents can take, I believe they can take a percentage of wages, and then some agents can take a percentage of transfer fees. So at one time, my understanding were that some agents had preferred to move a player instead of keeping him at a club, yeah. because then they can take a, a cut. But I think they tried to limit fees to maybe 3% on wages, 10% on transfer. But then, obviously, the late Mino Raiola, people like that, you've seen them do deals where they've made millions. Like, yeah, I mean, Man United, unbelievable. You know, unbelievable. People, knowing, knowing an agent gets a, the tag of a super agent, what what yeah. does that actually mean? Is that, cause like Mino Raiola, he, he would class as a super agent. I think, I think super agents at Lonzo effectively just got big players on books. So, George Mendes... 
peonies are having me no riola people like so they've that, not got but... like shea dunkley on books out like that like well, well, <laughs> some, some, some. I think it's all to do with ones who do high-profile yeah, moons, yeah. but I don't believe that there's super agents. I think, really, I think it's who people know, and if, like, top agents generally know a lot, they've got a lot of contacts, so people say, like, George Mendes, he's, like, got Ronaldo, then he's got Jose Mourinho, and he seems to do a lot of business with big clubs, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, all Portuguese teams, Liverpool. That's why you class it him as a super agent. Yeah, I mean, in, just in terms of in terms of rumours, I mean, we've been linked with every man and his dog in, in recent yeah. weeks and what have you. I mean, how do them rumours come about, Matt? Is it is it a case of um, you know the agent that's throwing it out there? Is it just people? I mean, because there's, there's some rumours that are just absolute load of bollocks, aren't there? Really? I think you. How many did you count or something like that where how many rumours there were and how many sort of deals have come off for Wednesday from rumours? There was something like, like tw- I think we were linked with something like 28 players or something so far already. Well, I mean, some of them have just been looking on you know Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but when someone said he's linked with him, I've kind of made a note of it. And yeah, we're into yeah. like mid-20s, I think. I think it, if it's a credible source, then fair enough. I think because some... Some people will go down line, uh, will try and report step by step of what's happening. So there can potentially be a football club might have got a long list of players who they're looking at, and then names might come off that list, find a way out from inside a football club, or an agent might release that information and, and try and get name out to generate sort of interest from other clubs. But like I said before, I think Wednesday in League One, if you're trying to move a player, potentially bottom-end championship, mid-championship, Premier League loans or someone else in League One, when's you a perfect club to link to? Because they've done a lot of business. They're showing that they're going to be spending money. And and, and I've also said about social media following, because wednesday has got 300,000 just on Twitter, then it's a case of rumours going to travel. Yeah, so, def- yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, you did you did a piece on your uh, on your blog on your website about like how to spot like a a fake rumor, yeah, yeah. so to speak. Just want to talk a little bit about that, Matt. Uh, I get asked a lot. People ask me, "Oh, I've seen this player linked. Is there anything in it?" And then I'll they'll send me an account and it's got like twelve followers. Wait, <laughs> for, for, uh, ex football agent who specialises in Yorkshire. To me, it's an absolute load of garbage. To me, you just use common sense and look at what the account is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, You're not going to get football agents unless the top agents who like to get the, like, open the mouth at press. Football agents aren't going to publicly release information onto social media. It's just not going to happen. But then you like get fake journalist accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, like the one one, Alex Miller. Alex Miller on that. I think if you look at look with who people f- are following and who the followers are, you can work out pretty quickly if the account is a legit account. The only difference would be is if it's someone who's heard something, who's a genuine person, who's like, like me, I'm not a journalist, but I obviously hear things. Yeah. But I try and do it so, like with Heckway uh, and with Hennigan, with Harley Dean last season, Nobody had mentioned these players linked to Wednesday at all. And as soon, if I know it's going to 
there's a good chance it's happening. I'll put it out there. Yeah. If Pete, if you see an account what's throwing a lot of names out, <laughs> then generally they're, they're trying to get something to drop. Yeah, because then they, they, they screenshot it and they say, look, listen, yeah. I, I said this was going to happen six months ago. And you're like, yeah, mate. Yeah, but in that time, they've named a hundred other players. Yeah, you've yeah, thrown yeah, a lot of shit at the wall and, uh, yeah. and hopefully somewhere it's sticking kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny you said that like, about genuine people because the, the Silaso deal, um, I knew about that, but it was a very strange one. Like, me father-in-law was, was sitting with a match. Um, someone, a, a taxi driver, he, he works at Mercedes-Benz and a yeah. taxi driver had come in that drives a Merc and then yeah. um, who, who he kind of comes in all the time and he said, oh, um, guess who I had in my car? Um, he's, he, the taxi driver's not right into football, to be honest. Yes. And he said, his name's So. And he's like, So? Yeah. Who's, who the fuck's he? Like, I've, not, yeah. I've never heard him in my life. So, of course... Kid who, uh, who Steve works with, he, he's getting mad Wednesday night, and he they're like looking on uh, looking yeah. on the internet, finding a player called called So. They eventually, obviously, find him, and he's told me he said, "Oh, um, basically, what happened was he picked him up from airport. And he said, oh, where are you going?' Yeah. He said, oh, 'I'm going to Hillsborough, um, you know, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, Hillsborough kind of thing.' Yeah, um, so, you know, I'm signing for him or or whatever. So. We, I knew about that like a, a week before it were announced, but it was so. I, I looked into it. And I'm thinking, man, I'm not really sure about this one. I've never yeah. heard of him before. He plays for a, a Dutch whatever team, whatever team it were, and I was like, this is a bit dodgy. This one, but you know, lo and behold, well, it happened, didn't it? So, so yeah. you're right. There, there is these you know genuine Actually, things that that people know my, about. I've, my first time really uh, sort of doing the whole in the know thing uh, were like back in 2015 and it all started just a random twitter account we know so it was just like obviously a fake account just met private message me and said vincent sasso is going to sign and then it was marco matias she's going to sign then it would and all these players they were just saying we'll sign we'll sign and eventually the same person told me while um jose Mourinho, a chelsea manager i think something had happened at Stoke and he went loud at stadium and he told me he says that he's been talking to Sir Alex Ferguson he's going to be the next Manchester United manager and then lo and behold it happened but I never never knew who it were I don't know who it is or anything but they just randomly would have seen it but that shows you because my understanding is I, they were trying to talk like teach me about agents themselves and like saying our agents can play clubs off against each other and what have you but this agent just randomly sent me a message and then when I started writing, the, he was telling me more things and, and and it was like everything he was saying, it actually, it, I think the only thing what he ever got wrong, he told me McGugan was signing, but I think he said he was signing on loan and we signed him permanent. That yeah. only thing he got wrong, but my understanding where he was an agent, but he just randomly messaged me on Twitter, never, don't know who he is or anything, and just said, this player's signing, this player, this player, Luke, he like put Lucas Shaw will arrive in three days. And I was like, who's Luke Shell then Sugu? And I was like, who, who are these players? But then they signed. And then I was just like, and then he used to say, have you got any, inf- any information for me? And I was like, oh, I think he's like next to me. Up to try and keep <laughs> <laughs> But I think I keep moving. That just shows you that's, that's a, a fake account. What just would just, just started randomly messaging me out of nowhere and just saying, this will happen, this will happen. And it happened. Is that so, still an account, Matt? You want me? Is that account still live? I don't know. Uh, he blocked me and because I was... <laughs> I, I got into the thing where I was trying to work out who we were and he didn't like it. 
You know what I mean? I was saying, you're this person, you're this person, I'm there. Basically, basically, Matt was playing guess who. Have you got glasses? (laughs) I was up 24 all night trying to look and figure out who it was. Yeah, because sometimes he'd spell things different and he'd talk to me in five different languages. (laughs) You know what I mean? Trying to, you know, trying and he'd put things and remove them and like delete tweets. He'd put tweets, remove them. And Wednesday fans, I think, started to clock a few things he was saying. But that shows you how it works. People like, they've always asked me, like, how did you start to know stuff? Just a totally, I don't know what it is. They just randomly messaged me and said, this is happening, this is happening. And it happened. But yeah, yeah but, then, but then he blocked me when I started like, accusing him of being different people. So I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, the, these in the know accounts and yeah. what have you that, that pop up and there's quite a few of them around and what have you. Where, I mean, where do they get their information from? I, mean, I suppose... Where do journalists get their information from as well? Like, what, who, who are they knowing the, you know, we speak to Joe and, and Alex yeah. and what have you, and the, you know, the, there's there's rumours and I'm sure they're chasing up on them and trying to find out things. Yeah. Who, who are they ringing? Are they are they you know are they ringing the club? It, who, who it they... could it could be agents. It could be it could be club to confirm things. It it, it could be players. It could be people connected to players. Um, I mean, would would the club come out and say, yeah, we are signing him. Just don't it, say don't say anything it, until. Or, it depends. I've known stuff before and I've put it to the club and they've confirmed it. But then it, I think it depends on the relationship you've got with them because obviously I used to be a bit of a trouble causer. So, <laughs> um, but the thing is, if, if if you know something, the, what they, the best way to go about it, in my opinion, especially if you're sort of writing or, or doing some sort of creative work, is... If you just go and put it out and you haven't confirmed it, then when you might not take kindly to it. But if you like, have that relationship with him where you're saying, "Oh, I've heard this," it, then you're trying to you're building a connection with him then, because you're not going straight out on social media, which is what I used to do, <laughs> and then obviously they don't like that, which obviously you can understand why. Uh, yeah, because because sometimes it could deals could break down, can't they? Because things yeah. get leaked, and that you know. Yeah. That, that's things that people forget about as well. And people put stuff out what's just not true. Uh, on the sort did, did of you see, I saw one, so just try to put in there, but um, who's the kid from Norwich with the blonde hair? What's his name now? Um, Young lad, centre mid. Yeah, sorry, Peter. Oh, Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. And uh, th- this Instagram account has, has put uh, that he's signing for so-and-so, Ipswich on loan. Uh, and it said something like, Todd Cantwell, can you confirm? And he's just come out <laughs> and commented underneath, I can confirm I'm not signing for Ipswich. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's, there's like, there's like death my, it, On the in-the-know thing, the, the best in-the-know, like, sort of, in football I know is a guy on uh, is West Ham, ex-WH employee, and so uh, I've known him for a while, and so uh, we talk and talk about the in-the-know stuff. And he's seriously like, he, he knows everything about West Ham. And now he knows, because of that, he knows stuff about Chelsea. He was breaking Chelsea news, Everton news and all this. But like today, I saw a few newspapers run a story about Dan Juma, who used to play for Bournemouth, saying that he's basically signed for West Ham. They've agreed wages and stuff. It's not even true. He put a thing out and saying it's not true. They'd spoke to sort of his people and newspapers have just put it out, saying, oh, he's agreed wages. They've not agreed anything anything at all. Do you think they're so, doing that just to fill paper? Potentially, or, or they're being asked to do it to try and drive interest or trying to get fans to sort of back it to try and force club, put pressure on club as well, stuff like that. You see it a lot with 
Manchester City, Manchester United are they can be played off against each other because the the big rivals in Manchester with Ronaldo thing they, they can be sway added by pressure from fans. Yeah, I was just going to say that to be fair with Ronaldo. It was like he was never going to sign for City, was he? No, never. No chance. It's no just chance. like, and it's weird. I've never, known George, I've never known George Mendes do a deal with Manchester City. So why would he do it? Why would he start doing a deal? And with it's them? like I don't know when did when did agents start coming into play? Because I don't, you know, they talk about back in the day. Everyone's like, oh, I never had an agent. I never had an agent. I suppose it's just when the wages start going up and whatever else and. It's essentially like the way I see it, well, from what I can understand, because I'm guessing they do all contract stuff and whatever else, don't they? All agents and that. Yeah, so the players don't have to do. It's like a mortgage advisor. It's like a mortgage advisor, isn't it? In a way, <laughs> yeah, pr- probably you're yeah. paying someone to do shit that you don't understand, and you probably don't want to be want to have to do. So, you... well, well, the other thing as well is it's in their best interest, isn't it, to get a good deal because that's how they get paid. Whereas, I suppose as a footballer, you might just be like, nah, I'm quite happy with that. I just want to play football, but yeah. then they're trying to get you more money. So I don't the problem know. is with agencies, you've got some agents, obviously. Well, I'm quite cynical about agents from sort of like really looking into them. And I've always looked into like potentially ones who don't do best for client. They try and do best for themselves. So they're trying to earn. Whereas because you hear about sort of footballers who are young footballers at like some Man City and what have you. And, Premier League clubs and they're being advised by their agent not to go out on loan, which to me makes no sense. They're just saying, oh, just sit on wage, just sit on wage at, at this Premier League club and, and not play no football, just, just kick around in 18s and 23s because you're on X amount and because it's like so a, a good environment for me, it's a better environment and they've got all these facilities instead of playing football. Whereas I've always thought if you're a footballer, you want to play football, I thought that's the point of it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. I think that's that's one thing you've got to look at. Uh, but we we agents uh, and we anyone on social media, I've always said you can debunk a lot of stuff just by applying common sense. If they've got twelve followers, they're not they're not a former agent who specialise in Sheffield Wednesday. So yeah, definitely. Right, let's let's just uh, move on then. Cheers for that insight, Matt. Um, just just as well. What, what's your a little plug? What's your uh, your blog for if people that don't have perhaps not uh, heard you? Owlstyper.com. Great. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes anyway, Matt. So uh, yes. if you want to read some of uh, Matt's stuff, I know you've been putting quite a lot of content out recently, well, seemingly daily from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do one article a day, but sometimes it's difficult to think for original content <laughs> every day in it. So, <laughs> Mate, like, we, we do this every week and what we're going to be doing like four four shows a week when the season yes. starts. So I, I know you're paying. I feel you're paying, man. But yeah, I'll put a link in the uh, in the show notes. If you want to go and have a check out Matt's work, then please do click and uh, and have a read. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly some good good insight and good stuff. Um, just want to talk briefly about Massimo Luongo and, and Sam Hutchinson. So um, Sam Hutchinson apparently is on trial. At Reading, uh, it sounds like Mas- Mas- Massimo Luongo is is also doing the doing the same as well, and, uh, and and gone to Reading. I put a tweet out the other day just saying, "All right, people have jumped on the bandwagon." I said that you know two players that we've released, you know, it's, it's mad how they now play. Well, potentially could be playing in the division above. All right, we offered Massimo Luongo a contract. People jumped down my throat on that one. Um, you can think what you like about you know the contract that we offered and things like that, but just on the face of it. Liam, like, it is a bit mad, isn't it, that we're in League One, 
with two players have gone and they could be playing in the division higher. It does seem it does seem strange, yeah, doesn't it? Not really for me. I think Reading are in the shit. In the shit, yeah. Yes. Um yes. you know, I think I genuinely think especially well, Hutch as well, but Mass could play Mass could play in the championship. There's no doubt about that. And I genuinely thought he'd be going in playing for a championship side if he wasn't going back to Australia. But again, it's 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 around the availability, isn't it? Yeah. As much as when Hutch came back from Pathos or wherever he was, for his uh, new challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah, new challenge. Uh, you know, it's actually the best run we've had. You know, he played the back end of the season before without getting injured. You know, he, he didn't miss too much of the season this year. But you look back before that, and I've, I've said it previously when people have been obviously slating my pal. Um, <laughs> when you look at Hutch, if 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 we didn't have the team around the Carlos era and better players around than what we did, say say he got injured like he did then the last couple of years, rather than when he did get injured a lot, we'd, it'd have been uproar more than what it was. But because we had better players in the squad at that time or a bigger squad, it didn't really go as noticeable. Like you look at his, I think last season thirty whatever, and but then there was a period where it was like twenty eight, twenty. You know, there was three seasons where pretty much the same as mass or less so it's it's i think it's pretty similar for both the players to be honest yeah no matter how good they can or could be every player we've signed pretty much has played a lot of games the last couple of seasons which is something i picked up on mid-season wasn't it it's something i i had made me a little spreadsheet and whatever (laughs) else and average average games for the last three seasons and all that jazz but it is a big it obviously is a big um yeah. A big thing and I you know, you look at Dom. I think if he if he wasn't in contracts, I don't think he'd still be here, to be perfectly honest with you. Because this is like nineteen games, nineteen games. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's not it's, played a full season, has he? Or it don't, don't, it certainly don't um, feel like he's played I mean, a full I, season. I hope I hope nice, you know, uh, good free season under his belt, he'll be fine. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me that number one that they could be going to play in the championship. Um because they, they can still do a job. But yeah. I think for us at this point I know people weren't too happy with the the Hutch one, but I can understand it. And like, without being, you know, oh, he's the best centre half last season, this, that, and other. We still conceded all these goals from corners. We still, there was still stuff that we weren't happy with. Yeah. And we signed players that might be able to. And I'm not saying he couldn't have played next to him, but it seems to be down that line of availability, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Matt, I'll come to you in a second because I know you did a bit about availability, but Peter, like, you know. Massimo Luongo, Hutchinson, like I said, could be playing for, for Reading. Um I mean we can we can put people saying that yeah, we could we, you know we should have kept them two players. People there were a bit of an uproar when Sam Hutchinson had uh, not been offered a new deal. You know, Massimo Luongo's uh, all right, you know, can re- read into it, but he's certainly not accepted the deal that we've that we've offered him. But do you think that's um the the club's doing the right things because you know, it, it, it would be easy to keep Hutch because everyone loves him. It'd be easy to keep Massimo Luongo and offer him whatever the money he wants. But we've, we've already done that before, haven't we? Of course we have. Yeah, we've, we've done it. We've done, I think we've done it forever. However long we've, as I've been a Wednesday fan, uh, I think we suffered with that with Forestieri, didn't we? When Carlos persuaded the uh, chairman at the time uh, to spend a bit more cash, but uh, and give him the more, give him extra cash, but. Uh, 
I think Darren Moore's got these boxes he wants to tick now, like, like Liam's just said about, uh, you know, re- regular game appearances, injury record, can they do us, can they give us 40 games a season plus or potentially what's the injury record like? And if you can't tick them boxes, then maybe, that, as we said earlier about the Hennigan signing, Hennigan's got boatloads of appearances in. Well, in I think it's over 40 in these last four seasons yeah. and all four yeah. seasons have been in League One. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, were you disappointed that that both, you know, we've not kept both for them or do you do you look at the bigger picture, Peter? Uh, looking at the bigger picture now, definitely, because I think last season, yes, it was a disappointment at the time, but then you look at it realistically, and I, I've said it two or three times before, we got 84 points. 84 points most most years, I would say, eight, eight years out of ten, seven years out of ten, definitely. And we're in the championship without fail. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, we're, we're, it's a different, completely different ball game. So I think Adam Moore has this checklist. It goes down, if you tick four or five of these boxes, then you'll probably probably pass his test. So I, mean, I mean, that's a good thing as well, isn't it? Because he's not, he's been, I don't want to say being ruthless, but he's not like kind of thinking, I suppose he's using his head any more than his heart in terms of like, because you think, you know, it would be easy, wouldn't it, to say, you know what, Massimo won't go, you look at the numbers and you go, when he played, we were, we were a lot better than, when, you know, we, look, we looked at it, didn't we? And we scored more points when he played than when he didn't play. Um, it'd be easy to be like, you know, look, you know, look how good he is. Look what, you know, look what he do, does. Look what Bannon does when when Massimo's playing. It'd be easy, you know, if you're playing football manager on PC, it'd be easy to go. You know what? I'll give you that extra five grand a, a week or whatever it may be. That that something. Look, we don't we don't know what he's what he were asking for, and we, you know we don't know the ins and the outs of it. Um, but you know, but we're all, we're also a year further down the line, aren't we? Where we don't have to take a chance on on the like the likes of Louis Wing. We don't have to take a chance on players. We, i.e., John Jules. John Jules was a complete punt, and it was a punt that went wrong. He only played whatever it was, seventeen minutes for us. Seven, seven, I think it was. <laughs> it was out of seven, in it. Yeah. Played, played, played seven minutes, and at the time, nobody knew of him. Uh, only, only what uh, Darren Moore had seen him at Donny, uh, and even that was a bit of a punt. Now we. Now the, the sort of gambles we're taking are more calculated, or it's, it appears that more a lot more thought is going into it, which for me is a good, is a better way of running your football club. Yeah, and I think like we said, um, in terms of like the signings were late on last year, you know, like we said we said before, like Canberra, Sal, etc. That's the difference. That's the difference, Liam, isn't it? You, you said it there, the two words, Canberra and Sal. <laughs> well, no, and all credit to them. Well, not sorry, not credit to them, but we're not fishing in that market yeah, now, yeah, are we? Yeah, I know, and that's it. And it's, I think now he's been there a while and he's obviously gained the trust of, you know, everyone around him. And quite rightly, in my opinion, he should have Until trust. the first game until we lose the first game to Portsmouth and we 2 0 down. And he scored two. <laughs> but yeah, he's, no, not, he's not there, Race. He's, he's back at Leicester, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah. Ah, oh, well, that's a shame, isn't it? But yeah, I think I think we're the squad. Now we've made these signings early. The squad and like the the base of the squad and everything else is actually stronger than what it was last year. Yeah, um, I mean, there's arguments that 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 defense all right is that as strong as last season all right the loan you know some of the loan players that came in you know like like a uh, jordan story harley dean Hutchinson, who we've let who we've let go 
you know, other is a Hequa and uh, Hennigan better than them. Obviously, only time will tell. But you're right. The base of the squad is, or the nucleus is... Oh, yeah, they're better than the start of last season. Like, And obviously, if we can get Dean or, you know, another centre-half, I'm not going to... We're going to be happy about it, aren't oh, we? Oh, definitely. And I just think Dom, to be honest, I think Dom staying fit is a big, purely for his, like we've we've all said before, his pace. And he can get, if someone makes a mistake, he'll be the one that's sweeping up, won't he? He'll be the one getting back and sweeping up. And Yeah. yeah. Now, Matt, like you did a piece on availability um, yeah. and things. And it is, it, that is massive. It, it, that is a big thing in it. Or it certainly seems like yeah. it's a big thing for, for Darren Moore, like Peter said. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say with Hutchinson, there's always been an issue with availability. Um, I think that's been known because obviously he retired at one bit. Um, well, he, he, least... didn't even, he didn't even participate in all the training sessions. No. Darren, you know, when he came on, on the pod, what, at the start of last season, he even said that Darren's been, you know, really accommodating with him yeah. and he, you know, he allows him to, you know, if, if he's not quite feeling it, he doesn't have to take part in training, well, I which think... I thought were quite crazy, really. I think, I look at that sometimes and think, does that rub centre-halves at Wednesday up wrong way when they're grafting all week and then he's only putting a couple of sessions in and he's starting. Yeah. Uh, but we Hutchinson, uh, it's something I said to you guys before, I think availability is an issue, but is Hutchinson a better defender, a better centre-half than Ennegan and Ihekwe? Is he a be- Has he got the defensive attributes? what they've got, because he Hepway's League One teammate season uh, centre-off. Ennegan's right up there with defensive contributions. Is Hutchinson as good a defender? And then if you look at him as a potential as a defensive midfielder, has, it, has he got the legs to still get around? And I'd argue in both cases that he's not a better centre-off, and I don't think he's got the legs to, to run as a midfielder still. Uh, and I think that I think Darren's looked at it and thought I can get better than than Hutchinson. Yeah, well, it's funny because you know um, if you put a sh- if you put a shift in or if you graft or or then you're already in most fans' eyes you're already like one or two spots ahead of of, of someone else, aren't you? So unless you're Patterson, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do you mean if you, if you look at you look at Semedo for example? He wasn't yes. the best technically no, gifted te- player. Not technically gifted at all, but but he put a shift in, so people kind of p- people look past sometimes. And and I think you're right. Like deep deep down, because you know Hutchinson's played for us, you know, all them years. All right, I know he you know he'd been in and out of the side for different managers and what have you, and he, and he went to Cyprus briefly for an holiday. Um, but yeah, you, you look when you look at it, you know, you you might be right. Like is is the better players out there and and well, I think well, he didn't get in team at season, did he? And Michael Hexley did. So Darren wouldn't have released him, in my opinion, if he didn't think he could get a better centre half than him. I don't think, and I don't think he would have kept him as a squad player. Because so if, if, if you believe what he said, he's not. He weren't even on big wages either. So no, it wasn't, I, I heard that it were uh, well, basically pay your player. wage and then pay, and then he, he were getting bonuses on top of that to try and sort. Uh, Keep him in line. I don't know if that's right, right thing. But obviously, he had times away from squad under different managers. So I think what we offered him worked at the time. But I think in Lee did he did he make twenty eight appearances, twenty eight starts out of forty six. Whereas again, availability comes in. But like I said, I think if you're looking at a centre half, 
is Hutchinson as good as Enigan or Hekway as a centre half because Hutchinson got caught out a few times last season. So Sunderland. Uh, in, in my in my mind, I'm thinking maybe maybe that is right decision and, and to move in a different direction and then to, to bring in one at League One's best centre halves last season. It's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we haven't got a crystal ball, have we? We don't know. Like, no. sat here today, as of now, we don't know whether Hennigan is going to perform better than what Sam Hutchinson is. Only time it's will tell. always a risk. You never know. I've always said 100% of Wednesday fans would have been happy when Lewis Wing signed last summer. Yeah. Thinking that he's yeah. be- the, th- the thing is with us as well, we love an out, we love an old player, you know, an ex-player. Oh, is he coming back? We spoke about it previously on one of <laughs> yeah. the pods, and we love. There's not a lot of loyalty in football, and there's none. And, well, well, I said, I said he's none. There's a bit, but, but, but for someone who's been there for that long, it is going to be a shock. But I am more of, and obviously all the banter and whatever aside. I'm genuinely more gutted that Mass didn't sign than Hutch. Not just, obviously, he's my favourite player, blah, blah, <laughs> but genuinely for what he contributes on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I on think. The one, on the one go, what I'll say is on the one go, um, I can see people's points. And when, when he did play, when does he play better? Uh, but again, it's availability. It, my understanding were that he wanted a two year deal, which in the last two years he's played 45% of games. So why would you give someone a two year deal? Who in the last two years haven't even played yeah, a full worth of games. It's not going to happen, is it? So I believe what he would, like logic tells you that what he's potentially do, done is he's potentially said, Well, I'm going to try and look for a two year deal elsewhere and kept Wednesday on back burner. But it's like when if one of your mates says, Chuo, yeah, uh, should we go out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then actually, I'm going to see what these are doing first. You know what I mean? You, you're, going to, you're not going to go along with that, are you? So no. I think that's what it's come down and, to. And previously we would have, I think. I think we'd have just let them do, oh, yeah, we'll let you do that. Whereas now we've gone and signed somebody else and gone, right, fuck you then. Well, yeah, because, yeah, exactly. We, we, <laughs> In you know, a sense. We, we, we've looked at Volks and, you know, we've gone, yeah, like what you've said there. It's like, you know what? If you're going to fuck us around... We're, we know we're not going to wait and wait and then potentially you know he, he jumped ship and then we're you know up a shit. See cream what Mass has said on social media when he put that thing on Instagram. He's not necessarily speaking wrong, but he's the impression that he saw uh, you know that he's being done wrong. But I think potentially it's so. I heard he, he was talking to a couple of clubs in League One and then potentially thought he could get a Championship move. Whether or not he's got a move to Championship and it's a two-year deal, I'm not sure. But I think Wednesday, like you guys have said, they've thought, he's looking around for a two-year deal. We're not going to offer him one. So what we'll do is we'll line someone up. If you don't get back to us, we'll move on. He can move on. Everybody's happy. Yeah, the thing is as well, like we said before, he'd have been on, we signed him in the Championship. He was probably on one of the higher wages. Yeah, I, I, I heard that we offered him a one-year deal and less money. How, how, yeah. how much you were on before and how much we offered him. I but don't, the thing I don't is know. If he's only played forty-five percent of games in the last two years, you can see sensing yeah. offering him a one-year deal. And oh, hundred percent. But like I said, we, we would have done it previously, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would have. Yeah. We would have done it. Previously. Actually, yeah. you, oh, it's all right, mate. You've scored three goals we're, in last three we're games. Only, from my understanding, want. we're only doing deals what we're comfortable with doing. Whereas before, we potentially took a few too many risks. Like I was looking earlier before come on here, Alman Abde. He signed for Wednesday. He's retired after he played for Wednesday. He, he made. 20-odd appearances, for one goal, but but I always heard that he weren't really bothered about training, where well, really he in, in. You know what I mean? So I think doing deals where 
doing deals we're comfortable in doing, that is the way forward. And if it upsets a few people, it upsets yeah. a few people. And it's no slight on Matt. Uh, I actually, I met his wife last season at one of the games. And it was the first time I think she'd come to see him uh, for a while playing for Wednesday. Or it might have even been the first time she'd seen him play for Wednesday. And she was saying how, how much he loves Wednesday. Uh, he's been missing not playing. And, and, and he played that day and he played really well. It's no slight on him. But the thing is, it's business. This is this is game. You're in its business. It, you can't really rely on sentiment. And you've got to do what's right for the club in financial position it's in and in division it's in with less revenue. So you've got to take right steps to protect the club and really to protect the chairman's money. Yeah, look, you, as, if, you're in, if you're in championship and you're you're happy with just staying in championship. There's like, you know, it, whether you're 10th or whether you're 18th, it doesn't really matter. But this season, we're, we're shooting for one and for, for, for top or second, aren't we really? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there, there isn't time to make mistakes and there isn't time to, like you said there, you know, he's played 45% of games. If he does the same next season, that means we've got to have someone else that can fill in yeah. them, them up, you know, that 55% of games. Play, he could go on and play next season and, and play for Reading. Uh, same with Sam. They both could go on and play for Reading next season, play most of the games. Uh, uh, and that, that, that could happen. But I just think... It's the risk in it. The, the, it's calculated it's, risk in it. I want, what's the... Based on the information we've already got, we're not trying to guess. We've got the information here that availability-wise, not being great. Do you know what I mean? We're looking at ages, looking at injuries, and then looking at who we can get instead. And like I said, like bringing the headway in, one at league one team at season centre-halves, who knows how to get promoted from division, and putting him in instead of Hutchinson. You know what I mean? It makes sense to do it, and it's a deal what we're comfortable in doing. And I think as long as we're comfortable in doing it, it makes business sense. I, I think that's where to go, and I think that's what should have happened a while ago, but we're actually doing it now. So, yeah, agreed. Und- I, I just need to find myself a new favourite player now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> should, we, should we do a uh, should we do a, a raffle, a pra- like a little bit of a, ba- a, a ballot, and just find one out for you? And, not like when I went for Act Post Sodji when I was younger. Man, what we need to do is well, we, we need to get you need to get you. Let's let's have let's have a whip round. Let's get your shirt when it gets announced. Let's get your shirt for next season, and let's just do a bit of a. You know, draw a name out of a hat, and then you'll have that on back at shirt for next season. Let's just hope that it's not still as so. But it would be cheap, wouldn't it? Cause it's only three letters, yeah, yeah, so uh, be cheap, yeah. <laughs> there might be some money in Kitty after that one. <laughs> there's, still, there's still some signings to come, so there yeah, you go. definitely. Right, um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Because to be fair, we could have been talking for hours and hours this uh, this episode. So. Um, Massive, massive thanks, uh, Peter and Matt, for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Really, really do, uh, really do appreciate. It. And if um, if everyone listening, if you have enjoyed today's episode uh, and you want more uh, Sheffield Wednesday content, then obviously sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WTRD pod. Obviously, remember that all the proceeds from the new members that sign up this month will be going towards the fundraising for uh, for Rio Spur. Um, you know, towards his cancer treatment and, and this, in his family etc um i mean there's 
if you do sign up, there's over 30 interviews that we've done with former players and uh, managers, access to the WhatsApp group, which gets quite vocal at times, people agreeing, disagreeing and whatnot. Um, discount on the merchandise and obviously all the additional episodes that we're going to be putting out there from the start of the season. So uh, again, if you enjoyed it, leave us a rating or a review as well. We do, uh, we do like to see those. And uh, yeah, join us on Wednesday for the transfer rumour mill at eight o'clock on Twitter. So yeah, again, Matt, Peter, we've enjoyed it, uh, guys. Yeah, been great, mate. Cheers. Fantastic. Loved every second of it. Thank you. No problem. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all on uh, on Wednesday. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.